Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Berto Wills, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great, 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 great show for you today. Anyhow, folks, what is the show going to be about? Debt ceiling must kill filibuster. Progressives on Build Back Better. Pregnant immigrants. Oh, yes. And then some crazies. I hope I get a chance to bring that all to you, my friends. Bring that all to you. Anyhow, let's get started. Let's get busy. Of course, we have Paul Fleming checking in from ATL Atlanta. Welcome aboard, my brother. Bridge MCP says, hey, peeps. And Bridge says, oh, my God, Michael. Do you get a pre-notification, LOL? Michael is the fastest guy with his fingers. Don't forget to get your flu shot. I took mine today. Thank you, Paul. I just got my third shot, but I'm going for that flu shot as well. I forgot to. That's what I was supposed to get as well. May Wood, hello from Long Beach, California. Nanette Bird Smith, welcome aboard. And of course, our one and our our one, what I call him, our researcher, Michael Rudnin, also known as ABQ. Today he starts. Oh, by the way, Michael, I have a gift for you. Remember you gave a task yesterday and then I kind of re-listened to it and put a little figure on it for you? Here is your link, Michael Rudnan. That's what you asked for. You got it. Anyhow, let's get busy. Michael Rudnan says, Big pharma medical firms donated $750 to Kristen Cinema. Then she opposed the drug bill. I often call Cinema the one who sold the world. The corruption of big money in politics is usually just this blatantly apparent. You are absolutely right. I got an email from Dr. Thais today, one of, uh, one of the activist uh, professors that I work with out here. And that was the first email I got this, one of the first emails I got this morning. I think actually it's not the first, but one of the first emails I got this morning with it. Cinema got $750,000 from, from, uh, from them reported in El Politico. All right. Michael Rodman also says dangerously mutated COVID variant detected in 47 U.S. states. Preliminary data, more testing and real-world population studies are necessary, but this might be a problem. Due to its mutation, the R1 variant first detected in Japan was able to bypass the antibody protection present in the fully vaccinated. I hadn't read that one yet, and I guess it hasn't made the the news yet because they're probably scared to let that one out right now, but they're going to have to. I still wear my mask when I'm outside even though I'm triple vaccinated. Global vaccine goals fall terribly short due to big pharma and rich nations' greed. Our civilization requires 80% vaccination rates around the world to end the pandemic. We're not even close to that as the uneven vaccine distribution between rich and poor nations is readily apparent. I want to – this that, state, that comment gets me upset, right? We are all sold into this great capitalist economy because it is smart and it's market-driven, supposedly, and that it somehow has intrinsic intelligence, right? Intrinsic intelligence would have said something like a vaccine, which all, most of the investment for that vaccine came from the government anyway, would dictate that we go ahead throughout the world and and make sure everybody is vaccinated and knock this stuff out the way Australia did it. Knock it out so that we, we snuff it out before it gets a chance to change. That is what intelligence would tell you. That's what professors at universities, those the capitalists like to put down, That all of that. But that's not what capitalism says. Capitalism says we see a massive demand for something that people are going to want to stay alive. It doesn't take into consideration that 
as those people, and not only that, and because the wealthy can put themselves in a cocoon, they don't have to be concerned about, uh, we need to snuff this stuff out. Because they can always put themselves in a cocoon. They can afford to have themselves in a cocoon. They can make sure that anybody making contact with them is first taken care of and cannot infiltrate their bubble. What they see is a cash cow in, in COVID. And that's why we've gotten so many billionaires. Oh, we have to now shop online. Amazon goes through the roof. All the little mom and pops that can't afford to put themselves into a condition that can have people masked, etc., etc., they go out of business. The big company, again, again, talk about that later. Continuing, Michael Rodden also says, uh, livestock's industry lobbying you in to support more meat production. Crazy. Most experts agree that livestock are responsible for at least 14% of global emission. Beef agriculture is the third leading contributor to global warming, and any serious climate change plan must include cattle limits. And it also, if they want to hear a market demand, learn how to grow. If you like the texture of meat and want meat, and people do like that, and if we can produce it in a, in a, in a way, do it. And guess what? We're already producing meat without the animal which doesn't take that kind of energy or resources. Michael Rodden also says, will taxpayers bear the cost of cleaning up America's abandoned oil wells? We always do. They take the profit, we take the social part and clean it up. Same with coal and all of that. They just have to go bankrupt. Remember, they are a huge... Every corporation is a person. So the people who are the shareholders of the corporations and the people who are the executives of the corporation extract the money at minimum cost. What that means is they will pollute, they'll do all these things, and then when it's time for the company to pay up, it's the company who did it, and that company is a legal human being, and when that company, uh, when it's time to clean up, that company said, okay, we'll go bankrupt. You can sell our assets now and see what you can make out of it. We're done taking the money out of the company. That is what capitalism is. Without regulations, without strong regulation, you put regulations in there, they say, oh, it's socialism. Okay, if you want to call it that. We believe in free enterprise and a free enterprise of people to control your own destiny. Let's see, a last one from Michael. Who slashes guideline limits on air pollution? From fossil fuels. Fossil fuel air pollution kills tens million people per year. Actually, it's probably more than that. If we count the cancers, more, more cancers than they think. Scientists stress that even the new limits should not be considered safe as there appears to be no level at which pollutants cause uh, damage. They said reducing pollution would boost health even in nations with relatively clean air. A 2019 review concluded that air pollutions may be damaging Every organ in the body causing heart and lung disease, diabetes, and dementia, among others. Okay, let's see who else we got here. Paul Fleming, don't forget to take your flu shot. Maywood, welcome aboard as well. Restream, that's not me. Just a quick stop in. Things to do, places to go, people to see. So, uh, you know what? I am honored. You have all of that to do and you came here and another doctor's appointment tomorrow. I am blessed that you're here. Thank you so kindly. Uh, politics and right with my thank you. We'll share that in about an hour and a half. Thank you, brother. Let's see what else we got here. May Bridge MCP says Maywood, Dito 2 this week and blood. Oh, I feel for you, my friend. Uh, all right, let's see what else we got. Avery, Yvette Avery, welcome aboard. Welcome to the PDR Posse. And Yvette, uh, I see in our, our things with um 
with Ravi that you are going to be uh, a guest of uh, our duo sometime soon. She has all the, she's the one that's going to be running running that. Uh, uh, Ravi Calvan. <laughs> she's going to kill me. Ravi Calvan. She's going to be the one that's going to be running that. It's going to be my pleasure to be hosting you. Uh, for you to give us a talk and all that great stuff that you're doing. Michael Rudnan says, wealthy people can require those who they contact with have daily COVID tests before they meet. Absolutely. Carl Cox, I meant to say the GOP says no one should get a free vaccine. Exactly right. That's how they feel. They think those are free things. Peggy Lopez, capitalism is the process of the big gobbling up the small. Exactly. And by definition, if you look at it mathematically, that is what has to happen. If capital grows at a faster rate than wages, that is the, that's a mathematical certainty. And that is what, you know, again, they depend on us not knowing math. They depend on us not adding, the, closing the dots. So when you watch CNBC and they're talking about stocks and talking about how oh, people are in the stock market. Remember, most people, 90% of the capital, if not more, goes to 10% of the people. And everybody else has to depend on income, which means they are going to grow at a much lower rate. Because, first of all, capital grows at a faster clip than wages. And numero dos, capital is taxed at a lesser clip. Than wages. It's amazing. A double whammy. A double whammy. But they don't talk about that a lot on mainstream media. You know why? Because you would revolt. Because you would say, how can I be working as hard as I am? And somebody sitting down at the pool looking at their stock investments or making more than me. But worse, even after they make money from that, they also pay less taxes than I do. That is so when so there's a lot in Peggy Lopez's statement. Capitalism is a process of the big gobbling up the small. It's a mathematical formula that that is the absolute result of that mathematical formula. It's math. A winning narrative builds on four themes that must present in every communication: values of family, history that's true, and frustration on realizing what was taught in school was false or incomplete. Exactly. I love that. All right, visibility of how history is directly linked to contemporary life and call to action for strong action as persons to do something. I'm going to start calling E2247 our resident philosopher. Paul Fleming says they have it called a veggie burger. No, no, I don't mean a veggie burger though, Brother Paul. There's actually, they can actually grow meat. In, in other words, they've taken the cells of fish and taken the cells of beef and they've actually... Uh, They've actually created a, 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 a stew that allows those cells to multiply and create beef that doesn't need the animal proper. It's already there. It's just expensive to make right now. Okay, let's see. Deborah Ann Borgen, how are you been? Hi, I'm back, Debbie, New Bronzeville, Texas. I love it. I, from the time I came to Texas, I've always gone to New Bronzeville. I also like to go to uh, San Marcos where we do the, the, the river, the Guadalupe River. We'll go tubing all day. You have your cooler with some bears in there, and you go through that cool thing during a hot summer. Deborah, I hope you're taking advantage of that. all the waterworks around there, the Comal and the Guadalupe in that area. You should have a lot of fun there. Uh, Jessica Taylor, you're not late. Love you, girl. And Yvette says, I can't wait. I can't wait either, sister. Can't wait either. All right, let's see what else we got here. Egberto, did you just say you got the flu shot or the booster? I got the booster, but I'm also going to get the flu shot. And for those who want to know, what is somebody like you doing getting the booster already? What happens is I have a wife with lupus, so uh, she got her booster. And I don't want to take any chances given that she's on prednisone and all of that. And even I don't want to be a, a small carrier or something like that. And the theory is that 
if your immune system is in full gear, the, the viral load, even if you get infected, I don't go a lot of places to get infected, I don't think, but the viral load would be less. So that's the reason I did it. But Paul Fleming has me concerned now that Egberto Yu should have gotten the flu shot immediately there as well. E247 says, a dozen, two, two, a dozen 2022 secret of state candidates are campaigning on several issues of certification. I want to already get to the program because I have a lot to say. Jessica, wonder why. Well, let's see what else I got. Mike Cisak, I got I to get a conservative in here. Uh, local Democrats in all these cities and states were the ones that shut down all the small businesses but had no problems leaving big boxes open. The GOP were the ones that kept putting to reopen businesses, but because of Democrats' fear, they refuse. No, we just wanted people to live, Mike. We just understood that if these businesses stayed open and they didn't have the, the, the personal economy to put the protections that they need within those small businesses and to enforce the protections within those small businesses, a lot more people would die. The big box stores had, ex they had the big that they had the cash to do what was necessary to protect their workers, like our HEB had the plexiglasses and all of that that they invested in. And what was the mitigating factor that we had? We said we wanted to keep them whole, and that's why we passed the $1.5 trillion bill so that those people who had to have their stores closed would not necessarily have to lose them because we would fund them through the re, uh, through the, uh, what is it called? I forgot the name of the bill. So, no, no. The Biden administration came in and they did good with the rescue plan. That's what it was, with the rescue plan. And the idea is, if you had a business that had to be shut down, etc., we can still make you whole, but we do want you to shut down. I believe if the government is asking you to shut down, it should also make you whole. So on that, we're, we agree, Brother CSAC. But what the Republicans are, are natural-born killers. And why are they natural-born killers? Because they prefer the economy over humanity. We had the Texas uh, uh, the Texas Lieutenant Governor Patrick go on national TV and said, people over 50 are willing to die to make sure the economy continues. And that's what we talk about, the capitalist structure, their feelings. Economy over humanity. We don't believe that. We believe in humanity first and the economy serves humanity. Okay, CSAC? That is a complete narrative, not the false narrative that you gave, my dear brother. All right, let's continue here. Uh, Paul Fleming, no thank you. I'd rather be a vegetarian. I hear you, brother. Egberto Willis, did you say you got a booster flu shot? Oh, I think I just answered this, my dear beautiful lady. Rodolfo Gonzalez, ¿cómo estás, mi hermano mío? COVID has, in fact, changed how healthcare in America is handled. Crisis standards of care, battlefield triage. This is because of unvaccinated has placed a strain on our healthcare system. I call them... Uh, they are they are tantamount to carrying an AK-47 around and just indiscriminately shooting bullets, and some of them hit some people and kill them. That's who the unvaccinated are, and and it's worse because the uh, the unvaccinated are like breeder reactors. So what's a breeder reactor? A breeder reactor is a nuclear reactor that creates more fuel than it burns, right? Not burns, but that it that than than we get the fission reaction. And why are they breeder reactors? Because they're the ones that are responsible for, for, because they continue to have the virus, the virus gets a chance to migrate, to, to change. And that, when it changes, will eventually beat the vaccine. And the vaccine, of course, will have to have a right. Your wife, I believe. Yes, Bridge MCP. Yes, yes, yes. 
All right, let's see what else we got. Paul Fleming, uh, that's uh, somebody else. Mike says, and there is Egberto speak. No double speaking here at all, sir. Egberto lab-grown meat is currently being sold at $17 a pound, and the price keeps coming down. There you go, brother. Michael C. said, there was no difference between the small store and the big store. Big difference, and if you can't see that, then it ex- – look, we have, to st- we have to abide by the same facts, okay? A small store. The government, for the ones who wanted to stay open, the ones that could, they could go ahead and get government money to get plexiglass and all that kind of stuff to protect their employees. There were certain certain particular businesses, however, including here in Texas, that there was no way a, a bar with people in close proximity during a maximum uh, transmission of virus makes no sense. But they, again, could get money to keep paying their workers plus we also gave people $300 a week irrespective there you go so the, the, the facts are there for all to see uh, British, British Vax people are still getting the COVID virus and spreading it uh, the Vax people are getting the, the, the virus but they're not dying like the unvax and that's a fact stop arguing this issue everybody the, the vaccine is not 100%, but it's way over not getting the disease at all. Jessica Taylor says, yesterday, everyone kept talking to Mike, but I couldn't see this commentary. I thought you were talking about Michael Rudnan, and he blocked me. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about Michael, uh, Michael, yeah, right. All right. Michael Rudnan, E2247, you just know Twitch uh, comments don't redirect to Facebook. Mike is going to uh, see your comment unless Egberto reads it out. Okay, I try to read most of them out. Okay, but I, I, I need to get to the show pretty soon. Jessica, now I see where I was wrong. LOL, Bridge MCP, Mike. See, that's too. Trump said it first that people must die to keep the economy going. To that, sacrifices will be made. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was Trump who said it first, but I stand corrected. Carl Cox, Mike Cisak is repeating the same crap that the right wings. They listen to the media, and it is for us. Uh, Carl Cox and others, we are honored, first of all, that people like uh, CSAC, people like uh, Hayes come and visit with us every day. I enjoy having them because in as much as they come and they put out, a, we get a chance to hear what the, the crap that's coming from the right and we can correct it here. Most of the times they don't want to believe it, but deep inside we plant a seed of, uh, a, a seed of practicality, a seed of pragmatism. A seed that makes sense. Okay? All right. All right, let's see what else. Oh, God, you guys keep writing, but I think I'm at the done. Paul Fleming says, Trump allows the first round of government money to go beyond the stores, etc." Hi, Jessica. All right, just copy and paste. Okay, here's the deal, people. Here's the deal. I love this debt ceiling debate. And I don't want this debt ceiling debate. And by the way, before I forget, Anybody who is on YouTube right now, please give me a thumbs up. We need the thumbs up, so I ask you so kindly to give us a thumbs up to make sure that the algorithm displays and sees us appropriately. So throw that thumbs up. I see people on, but I don't see enough thumbs up requisite to the people that we have there. So please go ahead and hit that thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, please remember to click on that like. So come on, thumbs up. Let's see those. Come thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I need those thumbs up, my brothers and my sisters, so I, I need some more. But anyhow, so anyhow, I think this is great. I think that, the, the, I, I, and I love the recalcitrancy of the Republicans and how, in as much as Democrats, every time the Republicans have blown the budget, we have gone ahead or blown the debt. 
We have talk slower, babes. LOL, chat talk video getting lost. <laughs> Thumbs up on YouTube video, please. Is that slow enough, my dear, beautiful Breach MCP? Yeah, they, people do tell me I talk fast. Anyhow, so let's get busy. So I love it, right? They are really showing their colors. They want to, they are willing. They are willing to destroy America. They are willing for us to lose it all. For, for, for people to lose their jobs in order to say the Democrats did it. But when the Democrats were in that position, when Donald Trump passed $2 trillion in tax, the tax cut fraud, in order to save the nation, Democrats still went ahead. And what did Democrats do to save the nation? They went ahead and do what everybody does all the time. They went ahead and did that stupid thing called increase the debt limit. We need to get rid of that. But anyhow, anyhow, I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. I got to say, how can Speaker Pelosi express such confidence when you hear Republicans like McCarthy seem pretty intent that this is not their issue to fix? Democrats, they chose to attach this increase or the suspension of the debt limit to the short-term government funding bill. They didn't need to rate lift the debt ceiling until mid-October, late October, but they did that to force Republicans' hands. Now, Republicans are adamant that they are not going to vote for it, even if it shuts down the government, because as we heard McCarthy say, he is confident that the Democrats who control government will get blamed for a government shutdown if that were to happen, especially since President Biden ran on the fact that he can make government function again after what he calls a dysfunctional administration in the last administration. And so this goes against everything that they stand for. But I will say, Democrats have the, uh, I guess, the higher ground here in the sense that they are accurate when they say this is not about future spending. This right. is about all the past spending that was accumulated mm -hmm. during the Trump administration with Republican help and some of it solely with Repu what Republicans did. And so there is just a great stalemate. And this is a very big political issue for Republicans because they plan to make this a campaign issue. That is, Democrats don't really care about the base and the, or the debt, but the Republican base does, and, Repu and some independents do, and Republicans plan to point that out. Yes, Tara, Tara, I want you to expand on this for us, right? Specifically mm -hmm. when it comes to the debt ceiling, there is a real possibility the wealthiest country in the world could feasibly default on its debts. We got pretty close about a decade ago. Hey, listen, we'll extend the debt ceiling. We're for it, right? McConnell saying this, but we don't want to put our names on it, right? We're not going to get it through. This is a Democrat's problem to fix. What's the strategy here once again when it comes to ceiling? How's this thing going to play out? Polling is actually on the Republican side. Uh Morning consult Politico. We just did a poll this week and we asked our respondents, who would you blame if there was a government shutdown? Who would you blame if there was a default? And the respondents blame the Democrats because the Democrats are in power right now. Right. So they're sort of pushing this on them and they know that it's a political loser for them. And even moderates like Murkowski, Senator Murkowski, Senator Cassidy, Senator Collins, they won't even agree to fund the government, even though the Democrats have bailed them out three times during the Trump administration when they needed to raise the debt limit. So 
This is really just pure politics right now. The, the Republicans know that they have a stronger hand and that whatever happens, the Democrats will be blamed. So they just want to point the finger at the Democrats come midterms, Tara, and say, look what they did. Look what they allowed to happen. Get us back in power. It's that simple. It's just the yeah, it's just the most base form of politics. And if I must agree, I agree with the people that they polled. The people that they polled, they said, okay, if the Democrats, uh, rather, if the government shuts down, whose fault is it? And uh, they said the, gov- the Democrats are in power, and we would blame the Democrats. Okay, let's, let's, let's hammer that out a bit, because a lot of people don't get it. And I want you to understand this in detail, brothers and sisters. First of all, if you are on YouTube, please go ahead and click that thumbs up button to give us a like on YouTube. And please do the same on f- Facebook if you're watching the video as well. But here's the thing. The American people are right. If we go into a government shutdown, it is not the fault of the Republicans. It will be the fault of the Democrats. Okay. I I just checked. I do have sound. So I want to repeat. If we go into one, default, or two, if we go into a government shutdown, the fault of that will be the the Democrats' fault. And how do you solve the problem? How do you become a responsible party? You do what is necessary You do what is necessary to ensure you're protecting the American people. And how do Democrats do that? They kill the filibuster. Why do they kill the filibuster? Because what we have is a Republican government that is a recalcitrant government, that is a government that does not care about the people. It's a government that does not care about humanity. It's a government that does not care about getting people killed. Look at Texas. We have, they, they can apply for the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. they rather see Texans die. Look at Mississippi. For once in Mississippi's lifetime, more Mississippians are dying than being born. And they don't care. I haven't checked this yet, but I'd like to get the demographical information on those who are dying. I'm kind of curious about that, but... I won't bring that up until I do my research. But here's the deal. We know that. Again, more people in Mississippi are dying. We know where Republicans have no, they have no shame or embarrassment in telling us who they are. And to letting us know that they're not in it for the average American citizen. They've told us everything that they do. But not only that. Republicans are great. They're powerful. When they are in power in the Senate, they don't let anything stop them from doing what they want to do. I mean, the highest office in the land in the judiciary is the Supreme Court. Democrats didn't, they they stole a Supreme Court judge from us. They took away a Supreme Court judge. And then they gave it to Trump. Second, Uh, While Trump was already almost losing the election, they allowed him the ability to assign another Supreme Court judge, three judges. It's great. That's who they are. They're powerful. 
they have no shame or embarrassment or humanity. I'm talking about the leaders, of course. They do not mind killing people to support the small, very small benefactors that they have. But who should be the benefactors of the Democrats? We the people. So then, if the government shuts down, it's the fault of the Democrats. We are in power. If the debt goes south, it's the Democrats' fault. Even though that is debt driven up by a tax scam by the former president, doesn't matter. Democrats are in power. So this is the opportune time for Democrats to say, in order to support the United States of America, in order to support the people, in order to make them live, we must undo the filibuster, else the country is at risk. And they need to have a national press conference. But I'm going to tell you what the caveat is in a little bit. I'll tell you the caveat. So here's what I want Democrats to do. I want Nancy Pelosi. I want Chuck Schumer. And I want the President of the United States to go on national TV on prime time. And say immediately, my dear American citizens... We are at an impasse. Over the last 40 years, our system has screwed you. Over the last 40 years, we have transferred your wealth to the top. Unfortunately, in the process of doing that, we have allowed people to harm and believe what they shouldn't of their brothers and their sisters. We have allowed others to confuse the populace. But we are going to change that effective now. Effective immediately. Democrats, the people that you've sent to govern, will govern. Firstly, we will immediately abolish the filibuster. There is no part of the United States Constitution that creates any reason for there to be a filibuster. This is a Republican democracy, a representative democracy. The second thing that we intend to do is abolish the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is an imaginary fiction created in World War I simply because a group didn't want to go to war. Thirdly, we will make sure that the government does not shut down we will pass a CR immediately to keep things running until we are successful in finishing all our work on the human infrastructure bill. A bill that will return some humanity to what we have done to the populace since Reaganomics. We will make sure that our kids are taken care of. We will make sure that parents can go back to work because they can now afford child care. We will make sure that Americans will be healthy because everybody will have health care. And we will prevent the, in, the, the antiseptic slavery created by the current economic system that have you working, that has, have you living solely for the purpose 
of working for a few. Effective immediately, we will remember who we are working for, you, and we will make sure that the innovation that was created by you, the medicines that were created by you, the technology that was created by you, that you remain in control of all these technologies that was created, that were created by you, meaning we, the people of the United States. There is going to be a new paradigm in America effective immediately. That is what I would, that would be the speech that I give immediately after my last attempt to get them to undo the defi- the, the uh, undo the um, debt ceiling debate. And I tell you what, folks, there is, a, however, a reason why they won't do that. There is a reason why. Because there isn't a purity within any party. There isn't even a purity within Democrats. As Michael Rudnan pointed out earlier on one of his first messages, cinema, supposedly a progressive senator, and what's so amazing that how can she team up so often with Republicans who didn't even think she was a human being? As a gay, bisexual woman, they thought she was the scourge of the earth. We are the ones who support everyone's lifestyle. It's their own. Okay? So, folks, that's little talk that I just got there. Put it at the tip of your tongues and write it down in your, in your own language. Write it down in your own tenets, in your own, in your own form. And make sure your senators, make sure your congresspersons see that that is what we want. Because you know what? This rich country, and that is what this country is. This country is, you Americans cannot imagine the wealth of America. The wealth of America created by you. You know, remember, Rockefeller didn't create a damn thing. Carnegie didn't create a damn thing. They had good ideas. But you know what? A lot of the people who worked for them also had good ideas. And all everybody else partook in the creation of the wealth that went up to them. But until we change the paradigm in the way we think, until we start thinking differently, until we start acknowledging our own worth and acknowledging that That which is created in this country was not created by those with capital, but they use capital to control us. It's that simple. It's that simple. So let's remember that. All right. Um, I want to show you what Pramila Jayapal had to say, and then we'll come right back to you, mi hermanos y mis hermanas. Uh, where is Pramila Jayapal? Let's see. Oh, Pramila, there you are. What the president said yesterday to the, you know, the the meeting of of people before us 
including Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema, as well as to us um, in recounting what he said, was I told them they have to tell me what they want to cut. This is the same message the speaker had. We stand firmly with the speaker. We have put out and gone through the entire process to outline what it costs to do the president's Build Back Better agenda. This isn't some crazy agenda out there. This is the agenda that the president laid out and asked us to deliver to his desk. And so that agenda is out there. We put together all of the legislation to support that agenda. If somebody wants to now say, well, we need less money, we want to do less money, then they need to tell us what they want to cut. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think we should call this a zero dollar bill, because don't forget, we're going to pay for all of this with tax cuts, uh, tax increases on the wealthiest individuals and the biggest corporations so that they finally pay their fair share so that we can make these investments in child care, paid leave, housing, immigration, bringing uh, millions of immigrants on a path to citizenship to bolster our economy as we need to do. So those are the major things, climate change, uh, that we are doing in the reconciliation package. So we need a little bit more time to get to this agreement. And I think the speaker is working very hard with all of us and the president is engaging with all of us because at the end of the day, the president told us very clearly he wants both bills to his desk because this is the president's Build Back Better agenda, the Democrats' Build Back Better agenda. Absolutely so. So what, what she is saying is simple. For all those people that are complaining about $3.5 trillion, which isn't a lot based on how much has been extracted from the middle class over the last 40 years since Reaganomics. It's peanuts. So therefore, tell us what is it that you don't want. Now, Eric Hayes says, Dr. Robert Malone, developed, developer of mRNA, has some good info on vaccines. Look it up. You might be surprised. Brother, I already did my research on how mRNA came about. mRNA, there's nothing new about the mRNA technology. And it was, guess who, funded in America. The one done by Moderna was financed by the United States government. And the one done by Pfizer was financed by both the United States government and Germany. Look it up. Like you just said, look it up. So again, all these technologies are created with tax dollars, we the people, and we, and then they take it over, patent it, and screw us all. Uh, let's see what else I got here. If I have any quick ones I need to read. Just another GOP plan to destroy democracy in America, according to Carl Cox. Uh, Mike Sisak, Paul, sadly, most here, most here don't know government works or what it actually is for, including Egberto. Actually, I think Mike Sisak is the other way around. You've drank the Kool-Aid. And you, uh, until we convince you, you are, you are, a, you are a tool, right? Uh, you're a tool that they need. And, and they've been successful in using you as a tool. Because the words that you put out here, if, if I'm not refuting it, sometimes would get some traction. But it's okay. Because that's why I'm here and that's why, and by the way, that's the perfect time for me to ask for support. And that's why the people here support me. That's why we get the support to keep this message going. Folks, 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 please, if you are on YouTube right now, click that join button to become a part of our PDR posse. I ask you so kindly, if you are not on YouTube, you can still become a part of the PDR posse by going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Likewise, you can also go ahead and support us over Patreon. Patreon is another platform. We need a 1,000 on each. We need a 1,000 members on each. 
And we're, we're far behind on Patreon. We're at about 300 and change on, on, on uh, YouTube. You can go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also support us at PayPal, of course. PayPal is at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And you can go to our get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. You can get it to either combined or singly or however. If you want it, if you want me to sign the books and send you a bumper sticker, go ahead and send it to politicsandright.com slash store. Politics and, you can order it at politicsandright.com slash store. If you are on YouTube, please click that thumbs up. I need those thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, I need the I need the love. I need the love. I need the love. Eric, 4% of VAX are getting it compared to 87 unvaxxed at hospitals. Thank you for putting those numbers out, Bridge MCP. Maywood says the original development of mRNA was done and funded by the government in the universities way back in the 70s and 80s. Thank you, Maywood, for putting that out. If you want to go another place, there's a uh, the, the, one of the best, uh, Kelsey is one of the best places to get all this information about medical stuff. So please go out there and get it. If you're just watching on YouTube, please, folks, click that join button so that I can throw you up on the screen and say, hey, look at our newest member who has just joined. So click that join button and come on, I want to put you on the screen. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Tom C. says, save democracy, bust the filibuster. Also, get rid of electoral college gerrymandering, money in politics, voter suppression, and make the Senate more democratic as well. Again, uh, that has to be done in stages, Tom, and here's what I mean. Because of the way you make a constitutional amendment... Uh, well, first of all, there, there, there is a, there's a constitutional, con- the, the constitutional compact. And that constitutional compact will allow us to say, a group of states that form that compact will say, whoever wins the popular vote, all 270 of our electoral votes will go to that person. Because the, according to the Constitution, the state can put its electoral votes to whomever it wants. So there is a constitutional compact. I think we're at 180-something electoral votes right now. When all these different places sign up for that compact, whenever it'll it'll implicitly be the popular vote electing the Congress. But eventually we need to make a constitutional amendment. To make a constitutional amendment, we need to take over more of the houses in the states. Because I think we need three-fourths or three-fifths, something like that, so that we can actually get a constitutional amendment after it passes in Congress by a three-fifths majority or however that number is. So we, we, we have to go in steps. Why? The steps because, again, we don't have the numbers. That's why. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got. Michael Rennes says, will the Democrats actually push forward the needs of the people via infrastructure investment? Let's find out. We'll find out. But like I tell you, they have, they, the Republicans are daring them. The Republicans are daring them to kill the filibuster. All right? Because here's the way they think. Okay, they kill the filibuster and they get everything that they want. And we're going to win in 2020, uh, in 2022. And if we win in 2022, we'll just try to overturn all of that. Of course, they won't get it done because Biden would still be president. But in 2024 now, they'll try. But what we'll put, the the thing about it is, here's a reason for for us to go big now. Let me tell you why. It's, It's important. We need to go big this year. And we need to start letting people see that they can get health care. People need to see that their children can get uh, daycare. They can see, people need to see that in 2022. Pass the bill in 2021. Write it up in early 2022. And people need to start seeing that. And then the way we campaign 
is we campaign on two issues. One, they're going to take away all these good things that you need to survive. And two, do you really want crazies in office that are going to take away women's rights, that are going to take away voter rights, all these things. So there are two items to campaign on if we go ahead and pass this thing big. Because, like I said, it, is, it needs to be big. All right, folks, I, I'm, I kind of lost a lot of the message on the top. If you want to put some newer things down below, please do. Hey, Maywood, I thought you were getting out of Dodge. You're still here with us. I guess you still love us, man. Okay, let's see. Go big because 2022 it will end. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Carl Cox, Mike Cisak is wrong as usual. The GOP, with the support of the mega rich and mega corporations and the religious fundamentalists, want to control every American's life. Exactly. Peggy Lopez says, when Dems fight and win and people want, the GOP generally cannot overturn the will of the people. And, and that's evident. We still have Social Security. We still have Medicare. We still have all those things no matter what they try to change. And that is why... But the problem is too many Democrats are also on the take. That's why they don't want to kill the filibuster. They want to be able to blame the Republicans. That's why they don't want to kill the filibuster. Otherwise, it would be gone. You notice that whenever the Republicans want to do something, they just bust a piece of the filibuster and do it. If Democrats really cared, in the, if, if all Democrats really cared about the average American citizen, now that they're in dire straits, we will bust the filibuster and get everything that we need to pass, pass. Period. Punto y final including immigration, everything would be taken care of. Because you know what? When Demo if Republicans ever get control again, and I don't think they can if we do the right things, then guess what they'll do? Guess what they'll do? Uh, of course. And Mike Cisak, what you said make no sense. SS and Medicare are mandatory programs, of course, instituted by Democrats and claim to, to want to overturn it by Republicans, and they can never do it because the people won't allow it. And the same thing would happen if we get these new processes in. Anyway, folks, I have a few more things I want to show you. Um, you know, this one is sort of funny because you know, as it turns out, uh, the Fox News reporter always behooves me and the things that they come up on the border, just, just outright crazy. Check this out. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground, you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single women who say that they are pregnant and that nobody actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to. So, Are you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue, we think, at the border? I am not in charge of keeping the border secured. Do you, you think guys are. pregnant women are posing a big threat to the border? You tell me. To the border communities? You Is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. What I will note for you, Peter, is that, as I said earlier, there is a process if people cannot be expelled under Title 42 uh, for a range of reasons. Some of that is because countries they came from or other countries, including Mexico, may not be accepting families with children under the age of seven. They are placed in removal proceedings. Those removal proceedings require them to either go to a detention facility or require them to go uh, get a notice to appear and including providing their biometric data and otherwise so that they can be, uh, we can ensure we know where they are and we can ensure we know uh, when they're going to come back. So that's what the process is. If there's a big outrage about no, no, pregnant women, I'm not, not tracking it. We spend time deconstructing it. If there is a, a... 
if there's a thing about women, I'm not tracking it. You know, what is the obs- what is the obsession with Republican men about women's bodies and women's reproductive functions? Even in immigration, it becomes a problem. You have to wonder uh, what kind of a pseudo-masochist uh, uh, misogynist these people are. Why worry about pregnant women coming over to the country? Oh, we are scared that their babies would be born in America and they'll be American citizens. What about uh, McCain who was born in my country, Panama? Not a big deal. Who cares? Huh? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Anyway, so I mean, I I found it interesting that that's what he thought. Now, Eric Hayes has another. And folks, I want you to, I want you to, understand something that Eric and the reason I'm reading Eric Hayes is because he's using the same right wing talking points that that shows no degree of understanding of economics. Here's what he says. Maywood, you are misinformed. Debt is debt and mortgage my my, my kids future is not what I want to see. Wait, inflation is a tax and if you think the rich only will be taxed, you are fundamentally flawed. I cannot explain how wrong this young man is. Debt is not debt. The debt of a nation, uh, the debt of a country, is absolutely, completely, and entirely different than a credit card debt. They have fooled you into making you believe that somehow debt, the same, all debts are equal. They are not. And it's, it's a shame that it took us so long before we Put hit back on that. I, I don't have enough time to teach economics 101 and the difference between debt from a sovereign nation as opposed to debt on a credit card, but suffice it to say, you are completely and entirely wrong. They have completely different mechanics. The debt that you owe a bank is completely different than the debt that a country has. And secondly, about mortgaging your children's future. What mortgages your children's future is a lack of investment in your children so that they can increase their potential to be able to be and make more later on in life. And when you talk about that other issue about, oh, I don't want, what, what, what is it that you said? Uh, let's see, uh, inflation is a tax. Inflation is mostly a tax on people who loan you money. Again, you don't get it, right? In other words, if I buy, if I borrow from a credit card and inflation is at 15%, and I, uh, if, if the interest rate isn't very, very high, they're getting back less money because they're getting back money with inflated dollars. So there's a whole lot that you simply don't understand, Eric. And weren't, wait a minute. Weren't you a, um, an accountant? There's so, again, it is, and I, and so I know that you're smart. But that, that is a classic example. I want to use Hayes as my poster person right now. What Hayes just said, and he's an intelligent guy. Don't get me wrong, he is. But what he just says shows the power of the right-wing messaging machine to make you dumb. Okay? Because he knows better. He can, when, after I've spoken, he can go back and calculate what I've said. And he'll say, oh my God. But that is what the right-wing messaging technology does. It makes you dumb. You listen to what... CSEC is a smart guy. He's a farmer. Good, smart guy. But the way they, they, 
the way they tie messaging with a bit of prejudice, with a bit of sexism and all, they tie it all into a ball that make it plausible to a particular faction within our society. And it's effective. I wish I was that effective. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn. That's why I wrote this book, because I found some techniques that work. I got my COVID information from my doctor, and I am not surprised that most people won't take the shot, don't have a primary doctor. And you know, those are the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let me go down to the bottom. Governments buy our debt. Uh, let's see. If it's already not white America, hence they, uh, why they're scared. <laughs> You know, it is funny because race is such a stupid thing, right? Um, I, I, race is such a stupid thing. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone for now because I'm going to have to say a bunch. Hey, I love Nostradamus. Buck stops there, Eric. <laughs> All right. The just, they just stated that will continue more corporate welfare. Corporate welfare. Yeah, they love corporate welfare. Egberto, we sell our debt out to the public, so it's money that is out there that drives inflation while suppressing economic growth. Again, you've missed the point. You don't understand economics. Selling the debt to the people is only one option for borrowed money. Okay? That Selling the debt to people controls inflation because it keeps the money supply lower. But let me tell you what else they do. There are many ways to pay for debt, and it doesn't involve simply selling the debt to somebody else. You don't have to do that. You can expand the money supply. You can reduce the demand deposit. There are many ways that you can do that. Okay, it's very, very important that you understand that. The thing about it, Mike Cisak, is they know that you are going to just believe everything that they say and that they're going to send you to websites that further ill inform you. They know that. They know where you're, they know they've got your mind, Mike Cisak and Eric Hayes. They know that. So it doesn't take much convincing. Now, here you are talking to me. I'm, I thank you so kindly for being here. Because I can tell you that when you say something that is rather silly, like selling debt, that, that we're taking money out of the economy because we're selling, the, the government is selling bonds to people and that's how we're paying the bills. That's not the only way it is done at all. Please. There are many ways that the government inflates the dollar supply to pay for, uh, to pay for more than they collect in taxes. A lot of different ways. All right, we are a sovereign country with our sovereign money. That is why um, uh, monetary, uh, modern monetary tax, modern monetary theory works because we've always used it. Actually, Roberto Luis, Egberto, leave the race card alone. If anybody understands what race is, you, or rather, said most Panamanians will know and the Canal Zone. You got that right, Egberto. You got that right, Roberto. You know, Roberto is my brother from Panama, man. Uh, Bridge MCP, Egberto, trying to get your attention. Will someone explain why we can't have across the board, say, 20% tax, no loopholes? So let me tell you why. Um, there, there, we can do that, Bridge. I got, you got my attention now. But if you, re, uh, you, you are special because you run the PDR Posse. If you like, want to get my attention, send me a confounded text, Bridge. You have my number. But anyway, I'm going to answer your dear question, my dear beautiful lady. A flat tax is a horrendous idea. 
Saying everybody paid 20% is no good. Let me give an example why. Bridge MCP, you worked hard all of your life. You, the highest money you made was $100,000. You're going to be required to pay 20% of that. Jeff Bezos makes $100 billion. Okay, we charge him 20%. Jeff Bezos shouldn't pay 20% of that $100 billion. Jeff Bezos should be paying 90% of the $100 billion on that money's over your salary. In other words, it needs to be graduated. Your first $100,000 may be at free of taxes. Your next $100,000, you may pay 10%. Your next $100,000, you may pay 20%. And as, as, you get, as you make more money, it eventually gets to 90%. People say, well, I made all that money. Why am I going to pay all those taxes? Because you did not make all that money. You did not make all that money. It's an aberration in capitalism that allows you to make an unlimited amount of money over somebody else. People say, but that, that's just how it works. Yeah, it's a system that cre was created by some guys. A system that was created by guys. It's not ordained. In the perfect system, we wouldn't even need money. Everybody would do a job that they like to do. And we would trade and there will be enough for everybody to do things. Because we use an economic system to control to some extent. And to allow for shortages and all of that. But the reality is, after you've reached a certain amount of money, and I don't know what that amount is. I, I, we'd have to sit down and think about it. But Jeff Bezos, by Jeff Bezos having $100 billion, that's $100 billion he has removed out of the pockets of all those people that, has worked, that have worked for him. Please, please don't ever think somebody is worth a billion dollars or that they've earned a billion dollars. Nobody has earned a billion dollars. Nobody. Nobody on this planet has done enough intellectual work, physical work, or anything to earn a billion dollars. Nobody has. It is an aberration in our economic system that allows that to occur. But teaching that is difficult because we've been brainwashed to believe, hey, I can make as much money as I want. Not, allow, not understanding that you making money is taking it away from somebody else. I got to get out of here. But folks, please support us. You can find all our support links at politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. You can find all our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. politicsdoneright.com slash books. And you can provide us with whatever support you're able to. politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I am going to end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.